Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. Now I vote for you for president. This is Dan Patrick. How's morale? Welcome to Hour One on this Friday, a Traeger Mead Friday. We'll have Mead Friday songs. i got to pick up the morale around here. we got some uh, hamburgers and brats that we're going to cook. It's business as usual, sort of. Come on in, stay a while. We'll talk to Jim Beheim, Syracuse head basketball coach. What's he make of all of this? He's been at Syracuse for 44 years. They probably weren't going to make the tournament unless they made a run during the ACC tournament, but that, of course, is obviously not going to happen. Also, check on the business side of this with uh, John Aran for the Sports Business Journal on some of these leagues and the trickle-down of what all of this is going to cost. He'll join us coming up a little bit later on as well. Free agency in the NFL, it's still on for next week. The legal tampering starts on Monday morning, and it's a big week. So we'll uh, get an update on that as well. This is a week that will make an indelible mark in sports history. A wave of cancellations starting on Wednesday and continues at just about every level, from the pros to college to high school to youth leagues. And in many ways, sports leagues and college conferences were leaders in taking steps to slow the spread of the coronavirus. Seeing officials pull the Jazz and Thunder off the court on Wednesday after they found out Rudy Gobert had tested positive, and that made it real for people. That was in real time. You're watching something happen, and you realize Rudy Gobert had tested positive, then his teammate Donovan Mitchell also tested positive. And sports often act as a visible platform for other things happening in society. Hopefully we'll be able to look back and say everyone did the right thing. And sports also serves as a distraction. We're well aware of that. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen because during this uh, coronavirus outbreak, we were an outlet. But when the coronavirus was intersecting with sports, then that changed everything. And eventually we'll get back to sports, but everybody takes a seat on the bench now. That doesn't mean the sports world is sitting this one out. The absence is making a louder statement than anything an athlete could make or do on a court or an athletic field. You know, you think back to yesterday, and we had Tom Izzo on, Michigan State head coach, and this was around 10 o'clock East Coast time. And I said, you know, how do you feel about playing this basketball tournament? And he said, you know, the more I'm thinking about it, the more we shouldn't be playing. And then two hours later, the Big Ten decided it was not going to play basketball games. The ACC, the SEC. Duke said to the ACC, if you're playing this tournament, we're not playing. That forced their hand. The SEC the same way. And then we get done with the show, and I'm watching Fox Sports 1. My buddy Tim Brando's on the call, and I looked up and I went, wait, they're doing player introductions in the Big East tournament in New York City. Well, somebody's going to step in. The commissioner, Val Ackerman, is going to, somebody's going to step in and go, wait, wait, this looks horrible that we're going to play and nobody else is playing. 
All of a sudden, I see the ref with the ball going out to the center court. I go, no, no, you can't you can't be doing this. They, didn't, they just tipped, and we're off and running. And I went, oh, no. Then you go to halftime, and then, of course, you have to do the uh, obligatory coach interview. Hey, what do you need to do in the second half? And all of a sudden, you hear, uh, we decided to cancel the Big East tournament at halftime. And I went, But they eventually did the right thing because I said, let's just stop everything and figure out what we have. Take inventory here. Just figure out what is going on. And I do believe things are going to get worse before they get better. And I know that everybody's, you know, we have the tough guy mentality. Come on, we play through this. Come on, come on. It's just a little flu. We don't know all of the answers here. And until we do, then... I, I think it's very careless, very reckless to go out there. You know, golf got canceled last night at 10 o'clock. And they're not really interacting with each other. But they did the right thing. Let's cancel it right now. NASCAR hasn't canceled its race coming up this weekend. No fans haven't canceled their race. Golf is going to be canceled for the next three events. And then we're going to come upon Augusta. And Augusta is its own governing body. But we have a lot of time in between then to figure some things out, get testing in place. And as a, a person who works in the ER in Houston, uh, text me last night to say, please tell people this isn't about young people getting the virus and you can move on with your life or it doesn't affect you. This is about staffing at hospitals that we have to be aware of. That's the most important message you can send to people. Make sure that you, uh, you know, you, you're clean, you wash your hands. Don't touch your face, and don't be in large gatherings here. But understand, this is about staffing. Let's say you have a surgery. You're going in, and somebody, you know the hospitals are packed because of the coronavirus. It's going to impact you. Not, hey, I'm 25. I don't need to worry about this. Everybody needs to worry about this. And the person who works in the ER said, we make it seem like older people are expendable. Like, hey, just old people die from this. You, you got to make sure people understand what the truth is. And the staffing is going to be a big issue, a big issue. We all have parents, grandparents. You don't look at them and say they're expendable. So there's a lot of things involved in this. But more importantly, in our world, we're not as much a distraction as we hope to be. Because we don't have games to talk about. And we'll do our best here. It's sort of, once again, there's no handbook that says, hey, when there's a pandemic, this is what you talk about on your show. We'll try to talk about the things we think are topical, important, try to move things forward. But, you know, the hand-wringing continues here. Uh, I heard from somebody last night who works with the CIA. And, you know, it wasn't a great prognosis here. You know, just what is going on, you know, with... Shutting down subways at some point. You know, how long is this going to take? You know, are we going to be in a 60-day period where things are rough? I mean, that's the feeling that people have here because they're not quite sure what's happening. If you like getting in touch with the program, I don't know what's on your mind, but uh, feel free. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. And uh, say good morning to the folks watching on YouTube. YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show, our Fox Sports Radio lineup, 362 radio affiliates around the country.
And this program is brought to you by True Car. The shoppers save an average of over $3,500 off MSRP. See what other people pay for the vehicle you want with the new True Car. Buy smarter, drive happier. Do you have a poll question today, McLovin? Well, we could ask people what they watched last night uh, with no live sports on. Okay. Uh, um, I watched a Miles Davis documentary. I don't know about jazz, but I'm trying to understand jazz. And when you're watching this documentary on Miles Davis and you realize just what's in his mind when he starts to play and the brilliance is those in the band with him trying to figure out their role in real time is just it's it's remarkable to just whatever Miles Davis was doing and thinking and the people who tried to keep up with him. And uh, I'm not all the way through it because, as you know, I don't finish anything the first time I watch it. This is probably the third time I've come back to it. But I'll finish, I'll finish it over the weekend because i got nothing else to do. But Miles Davis' documentary, is uh, it's, it's remarkable. I still don't get jazz, but uh, there's parts of it that are pretty illuminating. You know, so I've, at home, I've been sort of on this jazz kick trying to learn about it. And it's interesting because there's a lot of songs that you do end up recognizing, whether it's from movies or commercials or something, where you're like, oh, wait, that was Miles Davis. I didn't even realize that. But what I find it interesting, too, that uh, I'll put it on during dinner or something as background noise. And sometimes I find it makes me, like, my anxiety starts going through the roof just based on, because it's so frenetic, the pace of jazz. Oh, so it doesn't make you mellow, doesn't it kill you? Oh, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh my god! Like I, I find myself like my, my eyes are blinking, and I'm like, good god, what is happening right now? Everybody's going nuts. Yeah, Paul. I, I was. Uh, I actually watched a lot of the TNT coverage. I was. I was looking to see what game TNT what they replaced it with, and they did live coverage of Kenny and Shaq and and uh, Ernie Johnson. But Charles Barkley was on a telephone, and he announced to everyone on live TV that he was being quarantined, self quarantined. I don't yeah. know if that really is the right word. But uh, he did the whole show from a hotel phone or a cell phone. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be I, – I don't know what sports are still being played. You probably have uh, some rugby being played somewhere in the world. Uh, the Premier League is shut down for a little while. Baseball opening day is going to be pushed back. Spring training was shut down yesterday. Yes, Eden. I think like UFC and Bellator and those – sort of hand combat sports are all happening yeah. this weekend, which seems crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess there's already so much fluid exchange there anyway that it's like. Is there anything else? Any other sporting events? Yeah, Paul. I was thinking what you would have been watching if there was a full slate last night. It probably would have been Bulls magic because you like those games that no one else is watching. Yeah. Like their Celtics-Bucks was postponed last night, but you would have been watching Bulls magic. Probably so. Someone had to. Somebody has to do that. Grizzlies, Trailblazers, late yep. night, that would have been you. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the Blazers, C.J. McCollum, he has a podcast, and he had Carmelo Anthony on, and they found out in real time. So they're doing their podcast, and they found out the NBA season had been postponed. Melo, I'm sure you see my face change. Got another update? Oh, no. Starting indefinitely, games will be postponed. Uh, I think I just got that. Starting tomorrow. So we're not playing. I'm under the impression that we're not going to play. Tomorrow slash today, as it, when this comes out, this is just absolutely brutal. It is. It's brutal for everybody, but not just your sport. Sports in general. Um, what happened with college kids? You know, you have college athletes who didn't even get a chance to have a season this year. Not just basketball, 
you know, spring lacrosse or spring baseball. Uh, you know, there's volleyball, you know, smaller sports. And it's just as important to them as these major sports are. And those are all canceled as well. Now, there has been, I think Gino Oriema is the one who spearheaded this, the UConn women's basketball coach. He had this to say about what can we do for the senior athletes. It's an unprecedented event, so you have to take unprecedented measures. You can't say this year never happened and wipe away everything because some teams had amazing seasons, incredible accomplishments. They should not be diminished and, and, and shouldn't be wiped away. So in terms of each individual, I would be in favor of allowing all those that were seniors that have not had a chance to compete, not had a chance to play their spring season, that they should all be given another opportunity to play, regardless of what that does to your scholarship count. You know, And the NCAA should put the bill for that. Okay, well, we have more people on scholarship than we anticipated. We can't pay for it. Well, the NCAA should pay for that, that extra year. And, well, that's going to put us over the scholarship limit. doesn't matter. It's a one-time exception. And what do you do about basketball? I guess if you have five seniors like we do and you say, hey, look, they all have the opportunity to come back. Well, then you know what? And a kid wants to come back, God bless you. I'm all for it. Yeah, I think it puts uh, college basketball, college athletics into a delicate position there because are you giving somebody an extra benefit? It's all about are you giving athletes an extra benefit by allowing them to come back for a do-over? Basketball players, you at least got to play an entire regular season. You didn't get the tournament. I understand that. You're disappointed. But I think it gets into a real tricky area. As much as we want to do something for the student-athlete here, um, and then the NCAA might be saying, look, we're not capitalizing, uh, cashing in on March Madness here. And that money... A good portion of that money probably goes to these secondary sports. So we'll talk to Jim Beheim about that. But you're trying to bring back seniors, and then how many scholarship players do you have and rosters and recruiting? And uh, I, I, I don't think you can do it. Um, I, I, as much as I would love to have that, I, if my baseball season was done before I even played, would I love to have an opportunity to come back? I would. Uh, you know, it's an act of God here. Um, but I, I just don't think that you can offer those extra benefits here for the for the student athlete. Yes, Eden. I don't know the intricacies of all this, but is it any different than redshirting an athlete where you delay their participation for a year to benefit them? It'd be too late to redshirt would be a problem. Yeah, but I like my point being is that they make up rules to do exactly that just depending on where in their career it is. Well, I don't think the basketball players should have the opportunity to come back. But if you want to have somebody lacrosse or baseball, whatever the spring sports are, and they didn't get that opportunity, and you can work that out, fine. But I think if you're bringing back basketball players, you've had an entire season. You just didn't get to play your tournament games. Um, I, I wouldn't be in favor of that. Yeah, Paul. I'm with you on this, Dan. If you wanted to extend them another year of eligibility and they want to pay to go to college and don't earn a scholarship, and no more extra scholarship because that money does come from somewhere. The average student who loses their semester doesn't get an extra free semester next year to make up for the classes and the experience that they missed. So that would be an extra benefit that the average student would obtain. Because their students now, you know, my daughter is being sent home. So her last semester, in fact, uh, my other daughter in law school, her last semester is it's not going to be on campus. And not that she's asking for a bonus semester to have the experience of graduating 
with everybody else. Uh, but, you know, it, it gets tricky there. Yes, Eden. Right, because I don't know that I necessarily agree with Gino Oriyama either. I'm just trying to, like, sort of figure it out yeah. and see how this works. But don't don't players graduate and then still come yeah. back and play when they have eligibility? Yeah. Like, you can transfer from – you can play basketball at Duke and then transfer to Syracuse to be a quarterback, and uh, somehow that all still works. Yeah, grad transfer, but if you have eligibility. Yeah. But, you know, maybe this is something that's new language, a new exemption. It's a one-time-only exemption. And if they do that, I'm fine with it. You know, at this point, I, you know, the things that I would be arguing about or for, that's very low on my list. But if somebody said, hey, we need to take care of these kids who missed out, missing out on March Madness is not the same as somebody whose entire sport was wiped out because of this. Uh, Griffin in Chicago on this topic. Hey, Griff, what do you have? Hey, Dan. Six foot, 235. I was thinking about the same thing, just trying to handle it. I don't know what the right way would be. I mean, I feel bad for all the baseball, softball, the rowing students. Um, I'm, I'm kind of with Paulie the more I think about this. Do we give them an extra year? Do they just come back and pay on their own? I'm, I'm just trying to, to flush all this through and figure out what the, what's the best way to handle it. Yeah, it's new. Uh, you know, it was brought up yesterday to me, and thanks for the call, Griff. Um, you know, somebody said, oh, which, shouldn't we let him come back and play another year? And I didn't think of it. And I, my, my initial reaction was, I don't think you can do that. But if you want to come back and you're not on scholarship and you want to play again, okay, then we can have a conversation about that. You know, we're working all of this out in real time. You know? And this is minute by minute. It's like yesterday feels like 48 hours ago, not 24 hours ago. I don't even remember what happened on Monday. Weren't we talking about the Ivy League canceling their games? That was Tuesday. Tuesday. Monday, we did not touch this topic on our show. Yeah. I, I got the rundown and all the notes. We didn't touch the coronavirus for five minutes on the show on Monday. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Jim Beheim, Syracuse head coach, will join us. What's he think of this extra year of eligibility? Also, what was the Big East doing yesterday? Tipping off when everybody else had canceled their tournaments. I just kept thinking. And a lot of this is optics. You know, golf, I think golf could still play with no fans there. But I think you just, you, you don't want to have people watching and going, well, golfers get to play. Why don't, you know, then we start to go, well, this sport doesn't have any contact with, uh, you know, your opposition. I, I think golf did the right thing here. Also with uh, the collective bargaining agreement. Also with free agency. You know, can you push that back so it doesn't look, you know, the optics are bad that somebody's signing a, you know, a 200, like Dak Prescott signing a, you know, $200 million contract while the economy is tanking and people are out of work. You know, it's, it's a delicate time here. Uh, your phone calls are welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Take a break. Jim Beheim is next on the program. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsool. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Okay, now. you're calling your shot again. A team that has two stars, or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm -hmm. the, uh, it's, a, it's a very clear message. It's two stars, LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court, 
I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Settle on a poll question. Jim Beheim set to join us. So the XFL has canceled the rest of its season, and that was a, a league that really needed these next couple of weeks. NASCAR is still going to hold their race in Atlanta. No fans are going to be there. Hockey has postponed their season. Baseball's postponed the start of their season. I was wondering if college basketball could have postponed March Madness. And I don't know what that window would have been. I'm sure that they thought about that, and we'll talk to Coach Beheim about that. But I didn't know if there was a window where you said, hey, we can push it back a little bit, and then maybe we could still play the NCAA tournament. Let's bring in the uh, Syracuse head coach. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Uh, I've never been in a worse time, worse place and that I can remember, and I'm sure everybody is in the same boat that I'm in. How did you hear about the tournament being canceled? You know, we were in the morning going over, looking at some tape of Louisville, which, uh, you know, we didn't like looking at that. It's the, one, the worst loss we had this year. And, uh, you know, just looking at that, getting ready, and, you know, coming off the best game we played all year. So had some optimism, obviously. But, um, you know, you thought it was coming. I think really one of the problems is when the NBA canceled, you, you know, it kind of – pushed everybody a little bit and the one thing that bothered the only thing that I mean we have to do this there's probably no question about that but the thing that bothers me with the NBA and baseball and golf they all can take 30 days off and they can come back and hopefully it'll be good I mean they'll be able to we don't know that but hopefully 30 40 days things will be we'll see what's there and we'll see maybe we can now go forward uh, and they all can resume college athletes are done they're done and you, i knew that when they canceled the tournament that that day the ncaa term was over because you're in a week you're not going to know two weeks you know what is it maybe a month won't be enough maybe it would be two months and any irregardless the college season's over and for our sport, I mean, I look at a team like Dayton. I look at a team that just won their conference tournament in a major upset, and those players are the most excited they've ever been in their life. And now that's all gone. I look at our lacrosse, the men's lacrosse team is number one in the country. Our women's team is number four. Cornell, right down the road, men's lacrosse number two. Those guys have worked their tails off. I mean, to just it's all gone. And maybe we'll look back, and this is 100% the right thing to do. I hope it is. But you have to feel for those kids who have put themselves into that position. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sending players home. We're sending players home. And is that a good thing? We have players from New York. Is that a good thing to send them there? Uh, so, I, you know, I don't know what the answers are. I just feel – for all these college athletes that have worked their whole life to get to the NCAA tournament, and, and now that's gone. So I hope it's. I, I'm, I hope we're all. I hope this is the right thing to do. Gino Oriema said that maybe we should allow these seniors to be able to come back to play. 
I don't know if we could do a one-time exemption, Coach. <laughs> I think you can do The NCAA, as we found in the past, can do anything they want to do. <laughs> Would you be in favor of this? Yeah, I mean, it, it, again, we're talking about student-athletes. You know, are we going to do what's right for them? I think it's more true of especially, remember when the Duke, obviously we don't want to think about it, when the Duke thing happened in lacrosse, yeah. years, not that long, those kids all came back, I think, or a significant portion of them did. And I think they even won the national championship. I might be off a little bit, but I think they might have and or come close. Yeah, I mean, there's precedent for it. Um, I don't see why not. I think in basketball you may have difficulty recreating that. But, I, yeah, I mean, I don't see why you, you couldn't do that. Uh, there's some precedent for it. Um uh, yeah, I, I think so. I think that's a that's a good idea. I, I, you didn't have that, did you? No, no, no. no. Gino oh, Oriama yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, he I had did. it. I, I hate to give him credit too. <laughs> well, my only concern is, what are you going to talk about for the next two months? Are you, is it rerun, Dan Patrick rerun time, or what? Coach, I, mean, I don't know. Coach, I, I'm worried about you. Well, I'm really worried because I'm home and I've been home a day now. And my wife is looking at me cross-eyed. <laughs> And we can't recruit, and we can't, you know, work guys out. We can't, you know, I don't know what's going to This is not going to be good. It's Wait, so you good. you can't hold a practice or any kind of workouts? As far as I know, nothing. And, I mean, I think that will be looked at at some point. But I'm worried about our three or four foreign guys. What are they going to do? They can't go home. So we got to figure that out. I'm worried about academics. You know, our guys, you know, they – we have, fortunately, we have good students, but they're used to having tutoring and help. And if they all go home, what happens there? So I'm, I'm worried about all that stuff. I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but the Big East actually tipped off and then canceled it. Halftime. Coach, what the hell was going on there? I did. Well, <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, I know I'm wrong when I say this, but if there was a czar of college sports and college basketball and I was it, I would have said, let's play these tournaments this weekend with no fans. Let's look at what happens Monday or Tuesday. Where are we? And I mean, there was no appetite for that, but I think I would have, I would have thought something like that. That's what I was thinking really when they decided to start playing the conference tournaments. Let's, let's play them see where we are. Um, but, you know, again, I think once the decision was made to send students home by uh, the Ivy League schools and some other schools, I think then it had to follow, well, we can't have spring sports because we've sent the students home. Yeah. We can't now keep the athletes here. But the public per, the, the public pressure, mm-hmm. uh, um, that felt like that was pretty heavy, and uh, that, that played a large role in this. Yeah, I think there was a lot of pressure, no question about it. And and this, again, we will look back and say this was the right decision 100%, um, but I don't think anybody knows right now. You see, there's a doctor, two, two I think, well-respected doctors that were talking about this is 
you know, if you're healthy, you're going to get a cold, you're going to be sick for a couple of days, and you're going to be all right. But I, that might be wrong. It might be the other way where we have to stop this now and this is the best way to do it. But when you send students home, where are they going to go out? They're going to go to the mall. They're going to go to clubs. They're going to be out in the public. They're not going home and stay in their apartment or their house. So, I mean, there's danger for the students wherever they go. Talking and in some places they go, it's going to be more dangerous than it is here in Syracuse. Talking to Jim Beheim, Syracuse head coach. Well, at least you won your last game. Well, you know, isn't the team that wins the last game of the other national championship? I don't know. I just wondered about that. Do you want to declare yourself the national champs? No, I think that would be a stretch. Oh. Okay. Jim Beheim, celebrate. Go out there and cut down the nets today. <laughs> that would be a stretch, but, <laughs> you know, you're you're always happy to win that game. I mean, we played – we've been up and down. We're a young team. and We've had some really good wins, and we've had some terrible losses. But uh, North Carolina just came in here and beat us at home by – 11 or 12, it was probably could have been 15. And to go down there and play in North Carolina and win that game, we, we just played a great game. So it's a good memory for all of our young players. Our young players all played well. You know, we have no seniors. So it was uh, it was a great way to end the season basketball-wise. But I just feel bad for all these teams, you know, that once in a lifetime, you know, you look back on the NCAA tournament and all the players I've had, that's what they look back on, their experience in the NCAA tournament, you know, especially a really good experience, Sweet 16 or Final Four. I mean, that's what college players look back on. and It's, it's tough for that all to be gone. It's, it's, it's probably 100% the right thing to do, but it's it's still – doesn't feel good for all those players. The, the Oregon women's great player, Simonescu, comes back for a senior year, and you know now it's gone. Um, I know our lacrosse team. I watch these guys. I love lacrosse. It's a great sport. It might be better than any sport to watch for me. And these guys work out all year long. I mean, they they live and die to get into the NCAA tournament and do something. And, uh, you know, it's but it's just the times we live in. Based on all the information around the world, it looks like we have to do these things. But it still doesn't make it any easier. You got a hobby? Those. You got a hobby? You know, I used to play golf, but I'm so bad now. I, just, I try to go fishing, but when, when you go out there and can't catch fish, now you really got a problem. <laughs> so it's like... You know, you're not. You know, fishing is one thing. The idea when you go fishing is to catch fish, and I haven't figured that one out yet. You know, I do a lot of fishing, but not a lot of catching. Not catching. I think you know. I like guys that catch. I go with one guy that catches. So when I go with him, we I catch a few. But it's not that easy, you know, fishing. <laughs> Did you hear that uh, Fritzy's son, uh, who probably answers the phone every time you call, Fritzy's son is going to Syracuse next year? I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. I hope we're here, and I hope everything is good, and I hope we get through this. Like everybody is praying for that. And you're still and planning on being there coaching, right? 
I have no other plans. This might extend my career, this end of this abrupt end. <laughs> People are going to forget after, that you probably weren't going to make the tournament, and then you get another year. Well, you know, we can always say, since we're on a roll, we could make <laughs> the tournament. We almost can't count this as... Well, yeah, we were, we were, we would have been in the tournament. Of course, you were. Yeah. yeah, you would have gone on a roll. You would have, you would have, yeah, yeah, yeah. you would have re- yeah. had revenge against Louisville. Absolutely, uh, highly unlikely, but it's possible. <laughs> and we're gonna, we're gonna hold to the, to that thin little hope, and and that's that's what it's gonna be. But I just, you know, it's this is just such a time, and uh, you know. All we do now is this time of year when we're done is watch the tournament and get ready to get our players ready for next year, get through all our academic stuff, get recruiting done. You know, with the transfers and everything now, you're recruiting all year long. You know, there's no off season. You're recruiting even for next year now, not for the year after. You're recruiting for this coming year. So there's so many changes, and that's gone. So it's it's going to be a difficult adjustment, but, you know, we have to make sure that we stay as healthy as possible. And I'm a little worried. My sons at Cornell, they're still going to class. I can't figure that out. They're usually <laughs> smarter than, than we are. My son always says when there's an issue about we're having a disagreement, he says, well, I go to Cornell. You know, that's his answer. <laughs> and so I go, okay. But then he, then he also said he has a cold. He's afraid to come home and infect me. He's worried about me. I'm 75, so yeah. I don't know. At your age, you got to be worried about this. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm healthy. I'm, I don't know. You, look, you look 73. I'd say maybe uh, you might be a little optimistic there, but uh, Coach K uh, looks younger than you. Well, he is. He's, what do you talk? He is younger. I than mean, me. he's, come on. he looks a lot younger than you. Well, he dyes his hair. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. Wow. I'm not sure. Wow. I think. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> don't uh, say if that gets out. I'm, I just <laughs> lost my best friend. I'm in trouble now. So no, uh, it'll never get out. Um, if you, I, I know you won't get that bored, but if you do get bored and you need to call in and just talk to somebody, uh, you know. Well, I'm going to have to call in because you're going to be sitting yeah, there right. talking about, yeah. I don't know, give me any idea what you even know. I know we got I free mean, agency. I, know I only know about basketball. We got football, you... football free agencies coming up here. They'll hold the yeah. draft. Well, the one thing you know is there will be football because there's nothing else. <laughs> there will be professional football. Are you a Buffalo so Bills fan? Uh, my son Jimmy is. Of course, he's a Cornell. You have to understand that. <laughs> I've always been a Patriots fan, and my and I've, I've liked Belichick and Brady, and had the opportunity to meet Brady. He was the nicest. He was. I mean, I, I know there's a three quarters of your fan base is mad at me now because I, I like Tom Brady, but. Nicest guy I've talked to in a long time. And Did he talk to the players when he came up? Talk, he, he was great. Talk, we, I mean, we had a harsh game, and usually I don't, I don't even talk to the players when we lose like that. To North <laughs> but he was great. He gave four or five minutes to them. That was, I thought, really. He just hit every right chord, and you know, I, I, I've been a big fan of his, so I'm just going to come out and say this. He, he loves to play football. You know, a lot of times guys want to keep their job. They want to play. They want the 
they want the limelight or they want the money or whatever it is. It, this guy just—he just loves. You could see it just coming out of him. He just loves to did, play. Did football. he tell you he's going to stay with the Patriots? He did not tell me that, and I did not ask him that. I'd like to be friends with him, or at least. Well, you got to show family. you care about him, so you would ask him about. I that. did say I was an avid Patriot fan. Yeah. And my son Buddy is an avid Patriot fan, and uh, that—that's as far as I took it. But. I, you know, we'll we'll see. We had Edelman was up here. He was great, and uh, you know they were. It was just great to have them up here. They're just two class guys, and uh, their message was was great. And I just want, you know, I want Tom Brady to play on a good football team and show that he can do something that has never been done before. And I think if there's one guy that can play when he's 43 years old and do it well. I think it's him. I, I really do. The, the only thing we had Rob Gronkowski up here, and the only thing I asked him in his last year, it was just after, at the end of his last year, how does Brady throw the football in comparison? He said, Coach, just as good as he ever threw it, mm-hmm. ever. And, you know, that, that who, was interesting. Who retires first, that. you or Brady? Oh, that's a close call. That's a close call. <laughs> it depends how good we are. Our fans weren't too happy with me this year. They weren't. They didn't like me being. There was a, there was a group that was like, you know, you, you might be too old here, but you know, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Well, my best to your wife, because good God, she's going to have to put up with you. Find no, a hobby, Jim. Find a hobby. Hard. Yeah. Just, she, just, she just keeps. She's giving me the evil look right now that I'm still here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well. The kids. Can't you go to work now? Take a walk. Take a walk. <laughs> she said, "Go to work or do the laundry, one or the other." So, and I cannot do the laundry, so that's out. So, I guess we're limited. Well, <laughs> we can do it. I'm sure you're not a bit better than me, so I'm not going to feel bad here. Thank you, Kurt. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate your time. Man. That's uh, Jim Bayhunt. Could you? Ma- he sounds like that when they win. I mean, if you tune in, you're like, oh, Bayheim, man, he's in a good mood. I can't imagine his lovely wife with Jim just there with his head in his hand. Like the Pete Townsend album cover? Like slumped over like this. He's just there at the dinner and breakfast table. What, Chicken again. What are we going to have for breakfast? <laughs> Take a break. Phone call's coming up. Play of the day right after this. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do, and I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's Geico Easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Oh, my God. The play, the play of the day. Runner left by Dallas. Play it, play it. This is the play of the day. 
check this out. Here is Jack Canfield. They bring the double on him. He's in some trouble. Finally gets it away to Jones. Jones tries to dribble in, finds Ballock in the corner, and knocks down the three-pointer. Well, that's about it. Top-seeded St. John's up at halftime, the Big East. No, that would be Creighton top-seeded, right? Big East decides to cancel the tournament after the first half. Where's Mario? With top-seeded St. John's up at the half. Is St. John's the top seed? No, no they were like was, an eight it, seed or Creighton. something like that. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of games yesterday to get confused by Mario. You, you only had one game to get correct. And Mario, Mario takes great pride in the, uh, uh, I got a song for uh, the play of the day. I'll go, great. Creighton Sports Radio with a call. How about we get the facts correct? I mean, Prince, when doves cry. Uh, so that's our play of the day. See, Todd, you're not the only one who gets yelled at. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you get yelled at more than anybody else, but that's Mario who had one thing to do today. That's it. Play of the day. Oh, for one, is not going to get you into the hole. No, it's not. Yeah, Paul. I think this could be explained by last night on YouTube at 7 p.m. Eastern. We replayed week one of season one of AUA basketball. Yeah. Got a lot of people, a lot of eyeballs last night. But uh, Mario is dreading the upcoming games. If you know what I mean. Well, when we get to the the final four, yes. Yeah, well, see, he actually has a streak of very good games. I think he was the second leading scorer in the whole league. He actually had a great season. He just had a terrible five seconds. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Play of the day brought to you by Tacovas. Tacovas boots, handmade with full grain leathers by world class bootmakers. Tacovas cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you at amazing prices. Shipping, returns, exchanges, free and easy. Visit Tacovas.com slash DP. Tacovas Western Goods for new frontiers. Tommy in Florida joins us. Hey, Tommy, what do you have for me today? Hey, 510 My statement kind of goes with how downhill does this all go. The Detroit Tigers have the first overall pick in June. They're looking at, you know, a number of people. Spencer Torkelson in Arizona State is their projected guy, but if his season gets canceled, how are they supposed to draft him first overall, give him all that money? Like, how, how far does this go? I don't know. I mean, we're working. This is a workshop 101 trying to figure all this out, including doing this show. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of things on hold right now. Like if the NBA ended today and we waited, let's say they wait 30 days and then they resume. The NBA has the option to be able to do that, it feels like. They could still get their season in. Now, they might be playing in late June, early July, but the standings today, the matchup, the Pelicans wouldn't make it into the uh, that eighth seed and face the Lakers in the opening round. What would be the matchups that we would have? Yeah, Paul. First round, you have Lakers-Grizzlies, Clippers-Mavericks first round, Ooh. Nuggets-Rockets first round. Okay. Ooh, that's saucy. Yeah. Jazz Thunder first round in the East. You got Milwaukee Bucks, Orlando Magic. Ooh, Jazz Thunder rematch. Rudy Gobert. Yeah, Jazz Thunder. Mm-hmm. That would as a, in the East. You would have Bucks Magic, Raptors Nets, Celtics Seventy Sixers saucy, and then Heat Pacers. Mm. Yeah. yeah, a little bit of a drop off there. Yes, Todd. Celtics Sixers. That's fun. I know yeah, it dates fun. back many yeah, years. But... Yeah, but nobody cares that it dates back. <laughs> you know, forty years ago when it was a good matchup. I don't think anybody cares now. You do. Do. Yeah. Boy, remember back in the 80s? It was like the only two teams to play. It was either Celtics, Lakers, Sixers, Lakers, Celtics, Sixers. It was like three or four different combinations of the same team. What do you got on today? 
I'm wearing my last year's Final Four uh, Minneapolis hat and shirt oh. from uh, the Final Four last year. I'm feeling and a little depressed. You don't throw anything out, do you? I don't. You do. But I thought this was the right day to wear it. No, it's nice. I, we had a great time in Minneapolis. It was awesome. We really did. Had a wonderful time in Minneapolis last year. All right, more phone calls coming up. And we'll check in on the Tom Brady free agency situation coming up next hour. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcast. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. 